Hello, hello, hello. This is Gouda Murder, a podcast about sharp kills and cheesy thrills. Listen in on a group of gals talking true crime and all things cheese. Hello, cheese bags and listeners and newbies and oldies. I'm Coda and I'm your Gouda gal for the night. I'm sorry, we're outside and there was a mosquito. <laughs> I have Keely and Kelly with me tonight. Say hello, ladies. Hello, hello ladies. Hello. Oh. Hello, ladies. Yeah, you missed that one, Kelly. (laughs) Well, you, with cat, you you just did your intro, and then there was like a like semi longer pause, and that was when we got distracted by the mosquito. I'm like, did you guys hear anything? Uh, Hi, I I wanted to like interject. Hi, and like then mess you up. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Let's start over. Uh, Hi, cheese bags. It's Coda, and I'm here with Kelly and Keely. Hi. All right, tonight I am in Iowa. Not physically, but story-wise, I'm in Iowa. Mm. Spooky. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Eh, not spooky, but a little effed up. Oh, dear. I love effed up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. I love a twisted tail. And I actually decided to do this one when Keely brought up that a co-worker knew a guy who knew a guy who <laughs> bought the house where this happened. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, cool. So, hey. Close enough to so home. Ha- is it so? Yeah. So it's semi semi Iowa, almost local. Would you say close to local? Um, it's a couple hours or so. Okay. Yeah, it's a drive from the QC. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Within the region. Yeah. So we're, this is around Cedar Rapids. Actually, someone's partying. Partying. Um. Sorry. <laughs> the woman. The woman. Yeah. The woman my story is about was from Cedar Rapids, and but she lived in Benton, Iowa, and this is where the story takes place. So, Sabrina Christine Hustad Janish was born on December 6, 1989. She would be 33 years old today. Sab- oh, wow. Would be. Happy birthday. What? Not actually today. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like if like, she... Wow. No. <laughs> I just said she was born... <laughs> She was born. I know. December sixth. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, if she were if if she were alive, no, no. If she were alive today, she would be thirty three years old. She was. She's gonna turn, or she would have turned thirty four in December. Gotcha. Okay, so yes. she's a December baby. Yes, she is. Got it. Uh, Sagittarius. So I was like Sagittarius. She was from Cedar Rapids, but lived in Benton, Iowa, when she died tragically on Sunday, October 25th, 2015. Sabrina was found at 3257 59th Street Trail in Benton, Iowa, October 25th, 2015. Authorities found Sabrina with multiple stab wounds and signs of strangulation, and her death was ruled a homicide. They could not tell if the strangulation happened before or after her death. Uh, stab wounds though the residence where she was found belonged to david c miller and miller had a long list of felonies and misdemeanors on his record so i'm gonna go through a little backstory of this guy miller was born in 1983 also a december baby his first felony charge was for forgery in 2002 so he was only 19 Um, but his very first charge was underage drinking and possession of drug paraphernalia and it just mm. kept getting worse oh. <clears throat> his 19 year old doesn't do that <laughs> right right don't forge your parents signatures kids and it'll just lead you down the bad road 
Damn. It's the tangle web you <laughs> I got in trouble in elementary school because my mom would put her signature as mom. And my elementary school teacher was like, Keely, you forged a signature. You're not going on this field trip. And I was like, no. Because my mom was right. Mom with a smiley face. That was her signature from elementary school up until. And she do that yes. on purpose? I think she just liked Yes. She just liked no. the name mom. You're not going on this field trip. I'm going to make him think it was you. No, yeah. she wasn't that mean. Oh, old lady. Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye, Annie. Bye. Did you just hit yourself with the door? I might have. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry, listeners. We had a senior dog out to party with us, but uh, she was getting too into it's this. It's her bedtime. So, like I said, his first felony charge was for forgery in 2002. His next felony was one year later for assault causing serious injury. Whoa. Miller's next charge was a serious misdemeanor in 2006 for domestic abuse assault without intent to cause injury. In 2008, he was charged with another misdemeanor for disorderly conduct, fighting, or violent behavior. In 2009, charged with serious misdemeanor for assault causing bodily harm. Dang. 2010 was busy for him. <laughs> March of 2010, Miller received another felony, this time for first-degree burglary. To go with that, he also received one aggravated misdemeanor for domestic abuse, assault, second offense. Dang. Three other misdemeanors and three contempt of court. Dang, this Good man Lord. has a track mm-hmm. record. Two months later he's a in... Runner, he's a track star. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Two months later in May, Miller was charged with a felony yet again, this time for unauthorized possession of a firearm by a felon. However, the court dismissed the case. Okay. I'm not sure why. In August that year, he also 2010, he was charged again for domestic abuse assault, an aggravated misdemeanor, and assault with use of a weapon, also an aggravated misdemeanor. The next few years were quiet. His next charge comes the day after Sabrina's death, but it's not for murder. October 26, 2015, Miller is charged with second-degree theft, a felony, but it is dismissed by the court. In March of 2016, the court charged Miller with two counts of second-degree theft in which he was found guilty and, drumroll, one count of first-degree murder. Ooh. Murder. Murder. Somebody surprised I wasn't. However, be surprised because the jury found him guilty, but he was ultimately only charged with voluntary manslaughter. Ah. Which dropped his charge from a Class A felony to a Class C. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'll get into why. Yeah. Because now that we know the kind of guy Miller is, we're going to take a cheese break. Oh, my gosh. All right, all right, all right. So it is cheese break time after that hunting and hunting, hauntingly um, disturbing uh, criminal record our our main man has uh, stacked up for himself. And the other thing that has stacked up is my knowledge of cheese and what I'm prepared to talk to you guys about. So we are in the Iowa region. Um, later on, we'll be talking a little another case with Keeley as well. And we had discussed previously about staying around the this region, this Quad City area. So currently we're talking about, you know, um, Coda's Iowa case. Later on, we'll be talking about an Illinois case. Just keeping it, keeping it within the fam, between the uh, regional fam. And so I was kind of back digging, back digging on previous cheese notes and got out my 
my trusty cheese notebook. Can you, can you hear all these? Yeah, li listen to this page of knowledge, this this little flop of information here. And um, looking back and just trying to remember like, oh, we've, we've gone over these areas and, you know, touched base on other um, haunting cases, disturbing cases and delicious cheeses. So I know previously we were in around this area. Uh, we were talking about a lot of artisan cheeses, a lot of goat farms within this region. And so tonight I kind of took it into a different spin and was looking up um, famous or not famous, but again, popular cheeses within the area. And, you know, of course, you got to take it with a grain of salt because, you know, we're in the United States. We're in the big melting pot, the big fondue cheesy melting pot. And not only are that, but we're in the heart of it. We're in the Midwest. And so you know, looking up these websites, trying to find, oh, popular cheeses in Illinois, popular cheeses in Iowa. Hmm. There's like, you know, very wide range and, you know, you, you take it with a grain of salt. And so this evening I was looking and found on this website that uh, Parmigiano, Reggiano, Parmigiano Reggiano. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. You know, where's sure. our heart, you guys? Where's our heart? And um, so the Parmesan or a Parmesan-esque cheese that we'll be testing out tonight. Um, fun facts about this delicious Italian cheese is that it, it actually refers, the name is reference to the region of Italy where this cheese resonates from. So we're in Illinois, but we're talking about Italy. Illinois, Italy. They both begin with I. And I, that's about as close as they get. Is I am as close as I can get. Uh, again, stay creative with me, kids. Yeah, you have to say Iowa. And Iowa. See, I tally Illinois and Iowa. Brain fart. Um. She looks like she's loading right we're now. State, we're state. We're, we're good. The bar popped up across her face. <laughs> Buffering. <laughs> Only. Yeah. <laughs> so Illinois, Iowa, in Italy. I love it. And the eyes have it that this Parmigiano Reggiano cheese actually refers to the region in Italy, regions in Italy, where actually there's only only five locations in Italy where this cheese can be made because of the uh, microbiological cultures and characteristics of this cheese. Interesting fact. Uh, these regions or provinces are Parma, Reggiano Emilia, Moden, Modena, M-O-D-E-N-A. Say that with an Italian accent. Modena. Modena. Yeah, uh, Manta and Bologna. Bologna. Yeah. As Bologna. one as as some would say <laughs> Bologna, but it's Bologna. Bologna. I think it's Bologna in Italy. Fun check. Fun check me. Fact check Girl, me. Slow down. <laughs> I've had one sip of this delicious jelly jar strawberry rhubarb wine yeah i've had one sip and i i mixed in with my bubbler to give it a little bit more fizz and energy because this girl's crashing obviously anywho my hard drive is crashing um another yeah just buffering buffering so i'm trying to buffer through this cheese it is a really great cheese so it is a harder cheese um, mostly again produced by pastured or unpastured cow's milk in these provinces of italy 
the texture of it is 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 it's firm you know if anybody's ever if you ever picked up a block of parmesan cheese or, or parmigiano reggiano it mm-hmm. is a harder cheese it doesn't have that much squish to it unless of course left out at room temperature for an extended period of time but even so it is definitely more like a harder um harder cheese versus like you know your softer softer blocks you know more promising or predominantly known as you know your cheddars monterey jacks colby's uh mozzarellas those are a lot much softer and squishier where this cheese in texture is is firm i wouldn't say brittly but it does have a um a tight give to it is that you would that'd be the taunt a taunt no, oh, I was, I was, like i mean it doesn't I bend like it's it very yes yes it grates very well it uh looking at it i sliced it just a moment ago and it has a very almost like a dry dry texture even when freshly sliced and again, it has a very, very low, that's what I want to say, a very low moisture content, Moisture content, so a very high breaking point, point or pressure. Again. She's, she's like, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. It has a, you already so yeah. like a very low moisture, very high Beautiful. breaking point. It's very good. A very sharp taste. I'm, I already took a bite of it. I'm, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. Um <laughs> It has a very sharp taste to it. It is a white cheese or white in color cheese. Um, in production, it, it they're created as a rind cheese. So it's made in like a big barrel with a really thick, really tough rind. Uh, these rinds are usually embossed by with uh, embossed with the rind by dotted letters and has the name of the cheese, date of production, and seal of approval. So this little sliver was once part of a very big wedge i'm um, so, and you can even see even that you see the dotted yeah. you see the dotters yeah you can even see it on I this little yeah yeah my, um this reminds me back when i worked at high b right out of right out of high school i was in the deli department yeah and that was i don't know why parmesan was like the, the deal of the deli for a while yeah mm-hmm. But my manager ordered a wheel of this thing and this thing was like a hundred pound I love wheel it. of oh. cheese and i mean so to cut those wheels, they have, you know, the two handles with the wire in the middle? Yeah, yeah. like a wire cutter. It's like all his body strength to try to cut through. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we didn't have to order Parmesan for very, very months. Months, months. 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 I love it. I saw I saw a reel or like a, a video like on Instagram of this dude hit, uh, like talking to his wife and he's holding this giant yes, wheel of cheese. pounds of Parmesan for $10. Yeah, it's like somebody had mislabeled it at the store yes. and so he just went out and bought it. She's like, yeah. why would you need it? And he was like, it was a deal. Like, I'm like, the man ain't wrong. If, if I saw that type of mislabeling, I would 100% I would get that cheese. And resell. Wedge it, resell it. Uh, you can freeze. You can freeze yeah. a lot of cheeses. I don't know how well this type of cheese does freeze and like thaws out. However, I'd be willing to try it. And I mean, yeah, we can 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 it. You can can cheese. However, you can. (laughs) 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 However, uh, another fun fact. Yeah, another fun fact about this type of cheese. You can take the hardest part of the rind and use it in soup broths, like on like a, and and use that for like a, a flavor additive because it's again it's so tough. It is it edible, really but it down. it do, it doesn't really melt down. Uh, so that's also very interesting. So you could tuck off this dotted rind here and make some good soups, and then can the soup. So is the rind just because it's 
what's touching the air. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it, dried out. It, it's basically what's like the dried out, the most dried out outside part of the cheese. Sometimes there's, there's sometimes like a, a layer of wax. That's what I was some, 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 um, some rinds do contain like a layer of wax. Some do not. And it's just, again, it's just the overexposed aerated part of the cheese that becomes like the so I'm, crust. I'm guessing because it's a loy, loy, loy. low moisture <laughs> is why they don't have the wax on it. Yeah. You don't Less need the I think mold, so. Yes, maybe. exactly. It doesn't really mold. And of course, it's all about, you know, the types of cheese cave. If you remember that, kids, places in Europe would use, and even now to this day, use different types of caves to age their cheeses. Not this specific one. or I mean, there could be. However, none, none of my readings uh, pointed to that. But like definitely how you store it, the moisture levels, the uh, humidity and, and all that stuff and how you how you uh, take care of the cheese while it's aging. This cheese itself is usually an older cheese. So it is aged anywhere from 12 to 36 months. Uh, the cheese that we're eating today says on the package, it has been aged, aged over 22 months. So this is also going to be because of its an older age, the taste, which I was saying is a little bit more sharp, um, is, is a result of that. So younger cheeses usually have a little bit more of a mild to buttery, bland, I wouldn't say bland as a non-flavorable, but a very mild taste to it yeah. versus older cheeses such as this one right here um, will be sharper, a little bit more flavorable, a little bit more of a distinct taste. Crabby old grandma. Yes, crabby old grandma, sassy taste. <laughs> Even though we love the Grammys. Yes. <laughs> All right. And so these these types of cheeses pair well with different types of vegetables, like raw vegetables, such as celeries. Um, cherry tomatoes are really well with them. Um, you could also pair them with either apples. You know how we love our apples. Apples, grapes, and even some berries such as strawberries pair well with this type of cheese. So, oh, and pears. Pears as well. So I almost forgot. So today I brought a pear instead of our go-to apple, trying to change it up a little, give us a little bit more of a variety of flavor. I brought, I brought us a little pear. I also brought um, crackers if you just want to plain cracker taste it out or even better sun-dried tomato basil basil. Because again, it does pair well with some vegetables. So like a vegetable cracker, uh, don't find if I do. So I'm going to invite you ladies to try out whichever whichever flavor combo. I'm going to go for the pear. I'm going for the pear. The pear for the pear. I forgot what kind of pear this is. This is the brown pear. The brown pear that you see in the supermarket. Um, what supermarket did you find it? Because I haven't seen pears. I went to a local shop up in the upper Illinois region of Rockford. So not in Iowa. However, um, some sort of some sort of shop, the brown pears. I know you know I know you know what I'm talking about. All right, so take a what bite. What is the whole podcast about? <laughs> cheese and murder. She's like, what do I pair this cracker with? Or what do I pair this pear with? Yeah, the cheese. It's good with the pears. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is, and I'm not a, a huge pear fan. Yeah. Just so the, the yeah the soft sweetness of the pear goes really well with the firm and sharp taste of the cheddar. I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like it. The Parmesan with that cracker, mm -hmm. that's a pizza. -y. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yep. The tomato basil with the parm. Because I mean, when you think about it, yeah, those are definitely you know Ooh. pizza Italiana flavors. So that is also a really good. 
Yeah, really good. Need a whole pizza. <laughs> and yeah, see? Oh, that's perfect idea. Do well, you hear yeah, that, listeners? Well, Coda had an excellent idea. If you are craving some pizza just for the flavor, but you know you're wanting to cut back on this or that or the other, get yourself a wedge of the Parmigiano Reggiano and your good old true, doesn't matter what brand, but sun dried tomato basil crackers and have yourself mm-hmm. a pizza light bite. That's cute. Wow, you sound like a commercial. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Sponsor us, tomato basil cracker, sponsor us. Any Any brand. Yeah. First come, first serve. Yeah. But we'll take all of them. (laughs) We're not picky. We're not desperate at all. No. I would love love to sponsor anything of yours. Just give me a script and I will wing it. Just kidding. I will. I will word for word. Yeah. I'll put a sticker on my car. Yeah, oh, I, I do well with scripts. Uh, lately, I've been winging it, therefore buffering. However, <laughs> anybody wants to sponsor us, I'm good with the script. I am your lady of words. Uh, without further ado, though, this cheese is amazing. I look forward to snacking on this crumbly, delicious, bite size sharp of goodness with my little bite-sized pizza flavors. And uh, take it away, Coda. I'm very much interested in seeing what happens with this gentleman. And... Before the break, which by the way, that cheese break was fabulous. Mm, so good. Little mini pizza bites. Mini mm-hmm. pizza bites. I'm definitely going to keep that in my yeah arsenal. Feeling of... snacky? Want a whole pizza? Wait a minute. Have cheese and crackers. Yeah. <laughs> Eat the whole box of crackers. Yeah. It's better than a whole pizza. <laughs> in some that. way, I think that's better. <laughs> in my mind. In my mind, I would say that's better. And here is my relationship with food. <laughs> Okay, so for b- before the break, I was listing off of some of David Miller's worst criminal charges. Mm-hmm. Now let's get into his relationship with Sabrina, mm-hmm. whose dad, Janish. In 2011, according to one article, Sabrina petitioned the court to establish paternity. So she okay. was claiming that Miller was the father of her child. Oh, okay. should Jerry Springer up in here? She, Miller, and the child in question gave DNA samples, but their case was later dismissed. I don't know if that's because... He ended up being like, yeah, I'm the dad, or yeah. the court was like, this is unnecessary. Yeah. <clears throat> could I searched online for that case and could not find it under either of their names in Jasper County where they said it, where she filed it, mm-hmm. nothing. But obviously the newspaper was able to fact check that, so I, I'm just blind or I'm searching in the wrong place. I don't right. know. Or because it was a minor involved, it wasn't yeah. listed because it was like a civil yeah. case and not a criminal case. Could be, could be. <clears throat> Excuse me. So any anyway, according to the court transcript for Sabrina's death, mm-hmm. um, she was Miller's living girlfriend at the time of her death. And in one of article, I believe it was the Gazette, mm-hmm. said that she had moved in with him ten days before she was killed. Oh, really? I don't know oh. if she was living there longer or yeah, but just technically <laughs> moved in. Right. 10 days. So, but officially in the court record or whatever the transcript it says. It describes her as Miller's living girlfriend. Okay. Um, that October Sunday morning, around 4 a.m., a Benton County Sheriff received a call about a stolen vehicle. In the court document, a man named Justin Barner contacted authorities after he was woken up by the sound of his truck. Uh-huh. He ran outside to find a man in a hoodie stealing his Chevy Silverado. Must be nice that he had his car get stolen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a... It's a 1977, so it still had the loud exhaust. Oh, God. You just need to take the mothers off all yeah, of your right. 
Keely. And you'll really, <laughs> really, no, 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 really no. hear them rip roar and as they turn on. No thief can get away what from they that. Put the, what do they put in them? Cherry, what do they call them? Cherry bombs in your Nissan? Yeah. There we go. Whatever the... I don't know. I don't know cars. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know cars. Anyway, Justin Varner had his truck stolen and he recalled that the man had a deer in the headlights look on his face and assumed that the guy was under the influence of drugs, specifically meth. Um, at the time, Varner didn't recognize Miller, but later identified him at trial. Police found Varner's truck a few miles away, and it was totaled against the front of a crane oh. in a construction zone. Good oh, Lord. <clears throat> Good Lord. Varner and the neighbors followed, they found a trail of blood from where his truck was stolen and it they followed it all the way over to miller's driveway because they lived not far from each other okay country neighbors yeah okay okay um they came to miller's driveway um that blood ended up being his after being matched to blood in barner's truck and when they got to the property they found sabrina lying in the front yard uh varner and the neighbors called 911 by the time they found her they said she was cold Miller was later notified after he was caught from stealing this vehicle that a woman's body had been found outside of his home and he responded, I don't know anything about it. I don't know who it is. Okay. Oh, not sus at all. <clears throat> right. Mm-hmm. So Which way? Well, hold on. That could be like that could be a positive. That could be So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go in I'm gonna go into it a little at the end of this. <clears throat> because okay, so anyway, okay. I'll get to there. Okay, okay. okay. Sometime Circle sometime before nine AM that same morning. A second truck, a white Ford F-150, was stolen from outside a machine shed that belonged to a man named Brian Brummer. Brummer lived an eighth of a mile from the construction site where Varner's truck was recovered. So he, Miller, wrecked the Silverado and then ditched, like, took mm-hmm. off. Stole mm-hmm. a different truck. Okay. So state troopers by this point are flying over trying to find this guy. And so over Pleasant Creek State Recreation Area, they spotted the Ford stuck in the mud. In a densely forested area near Palo, um, the truck had slid off the road and hit several trees. It ripped the bumper off. Good lord. When they got to the truck, the interior was covered in blood. The airbag had gone off, um, but Miller was nowhere to be found. So a little bit further down by the lake, mm-hmm. a hooded sweatshirt and boots were found, as well as Miller's bare footprints. So he had stripped and took off. <clears throat> okay. I don't need these clothes anymore. Bye. So they ended up finding him walking with um, visible like injuries and took him in. But um, Brenda, what? You said that you found him. He was naked or he was. He was stripped. Off. He wasn't. But it reminds me of the scene from um, Talladega Nights <laughs> when Will Ferrell is on the racetrack. I'm on the he takes off his tracksuit and he's yes. immediately in his underwear. The invisible fire. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't think he was completely naked, but he was without a sweatshirt and without shoes. Okay. Okay. Brenda Crosby, the state criminalist, recovered blood samples from boots, um, but shoot, and the hoodie, and I'm guessing from the trucks as well. But she was unable to extract DNA due to bacterial growth from the mud that had gotten on everything. Oh, okay. Okay, makes sense. So Crosby was... Nature's cool. Oh, so she was, however, able to use blood stains on the boots. Um, so I'm guessing what she couldn't get was off of the hoodie. Okay. 
Um, one set, she found two sets of DNA. One belonged to Miller and the other one was unknown. Samples were taken from the interior of both stolen vehicles. Both matched Miller. And then samples from Sabrina's pajama pants and her bare foot also matched Miller. So blood, his blood was found on I'm Sabrina's ready. body. Yep. Okay. That's <clears throat> never a good sign. Right. Um, <laughs> and her, so then they matched her blood to one of the blood stains on a, sh- on a lace of one of the boots. Okay. So you were there at some point. Each other's blood be touched. Yeah. They were blood oaths? Blood packs? Did you ever do that? Well, I don't think I've ever used one where I left a pool of blood. Yeah, that's different. That's never. No, I've actually never done one. If somebody sees their hand in front of me, I'd be like, and I'm gone. Ew, communicable (laughs) diseases. Don't touch me. Fuck no. Keely. Yes. Me and my childhood best friend, Michaela, did a blood pack when we were little. I mean, I did the, out. like, spit in the palm of my hand. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't talked to her in a few years. Yeah. So. Okay. Hey, look out there. Yeah. Yikes. We saw the pack. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Friends forever. Well, that didn't work. Did yeah, how's it working I'm out? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I don't know you. <laughs> That's a curse. I don't know you. <laughs> okay, so back to knives. A knife was found inside Miller's residence in a pool of blood. Blood. Sabrina's blood was positively identified on the knife and a sign of a struggle was found in the home as well. Sabrina's autopsy showed defensive wounds on her hands and two dozen measurable stab wounds. Yeah. See, knife, I would much rather get shot than knife. Would you rather? Yeah, would you rather (laughs) get shot once or stabbed multiple times? Are we living through either of these? Yeah. You have a possibility of living through the knife attack. However, the gunshot, you're just dead. There's no suffering. No, I'll you're take the gone. wounds. I'll take the knife wounds if I could live. <sighs> I Your adrenaline that. is pumping. You know how quickly, like, you cut it's a finger on accident? It's like, okay, it's like, it's like, I don't know. Oh, God. I, how about just neither? Neither. Like, can I die in my sleep? Yeah, true, true, true. But these are, the, these are <laughs> like, your only two options that I'm giving you. So pick wisely. Then yeah. I'll just take the stabbings. <laughs> Bang. Yeah. Okay. Miller's jury trial took place in September of 2016. The jury came back with a guilty verdict on two counts of theft, but ultimately only found Miller guilty of voluntary manslaughter. So that first, on the 26th of 2015, you know how I said he was charged with theft and it was dismissed. Mm -hmm. That's what he got picked up on. Gotcha. When they found him walking around. They're like, oh, you stole this truck. Okay. You know, it's you. We're going to charge you with it. But they didn't end up charging him with it. Okay. At the time. So now, a year later, they are charging him with it. And he does get found guilty of those. Okay. He was sentenced to two consecutive terms of 15 years for the thefts and only one 10-year term for the voluntary manslaughter. His total sentence is not to exceed 40 years. So he got more time for so stealing a truck. Cool. For one truck. Than he did for, than for the, Yes. So then. That makes a whole lot of sense. Right. So then I, I copied out of. Um, I copied this down. 5 Iowa Code section 707.4. Says that a person commits voluntary manslaughter. When that person causes the death of another. Under circumstances which would otherwise be murder. 
if he or she acts solely as a result of sudden, violent, and irresistible passion, resulting from serious provocation, sufficient to excite such passion in a person, and there is not an interval between the provocation and the killing, in which a person of ordinary reason and temperament would regain his or her control and suppress the impulse to kill. I'm trying to blame the fact that he was on drugs for the charge. Voluntary manslaughter is an included offense under an indictment for murder in the first or second degree. It is a class C felony. He, so, he appealed. So, okay. Uh, dumb that down a little bit. So, so involuntary, I, I get it would be like if you got in a car crash and right. the other person that you hit died. So, voluntary is saying like it was happening because they were already in like a fight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, they were yelling at each other and right. the emotions and it, escalated. Right. That's emotions voluntary. were still high. He okay. didn't, didn't have a time to think about it and then kill her. If okay. he had like chilled out and then went back and killed her yes it would have been first degree apparently okay because it would have been intent mm-hmm. but it would have been oh i get what you're saying i get what you're saying yeah. so yes got it so he appealed and he tried <laughs> i laughed at this so apparently the essential element of theft is to permanently deprave the owner thereof so you're stealing it you're taking it from the owner to keep it from the owner yes they tried to say that he wasn't stealing those vehicles to keep them. He was only using them as a, quote, erratic exodus from his home. And that the state did not have evidence indicating that he wanted to keep the vehicles for himself. True. Damn. He used Correct. it as like a flea, a fleeing vehicle, right. so not then, to keep it and use it. And yeah. Long, yeah. Maybe he had intentions on bringing it back. Like, Maybe. Well, like, so okay, they. Like after get, no, no and after I'm so, done wandering this field and I. Sh- Clean off all this blood. I'm going to bring this truck back. Yeah. So I put the link here and it goes through because in court, like when it's saying certain things, it has to cite mm-hmm. articles and all this stuff. Okay. I believe it was Harrington is what it was called. I don't okay. remember the numbers. Um, it was basically saying that if someone were to take a vehicle and then like realize that the cops were coming after him and then they ditched the vehicle and took off, that was technically returning the vehicle. So they couldn't be charged with like theft oh so that's why the kids didn't bring my car back it was actually they yeah they, they were that gonna, was it was up to you to get your car back they they didn't keep it they just were under the impression that you would chase you would after. get it yeah, back yeah. you would get it back later eventually right so but then so then they came back and said well theft can also like mean that you took it without permission so like Obviously, the owner was running after you saying, no, don't take my car. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you took it anyway. <laughs> right. You took it anyway, and then you ruined it. You you totaled the bitch. You, mm-hmm. you ran it, it into a crane. Yeah. That's one way of ruining <laughs> it. <laughs> into a crane. Big construction so, crane. Those bitches are big. Big. <laughs> big. Um, and then, so then for the uh, murder charge... They were also going to try to charge him with a habitual offender. I think that's what it's called. Um, but there are five, like five rules for charging or mm-hmm. treating someone as a habitual offender. You have to make them make it known that they were trying to charge you that way. Um, you have to announce what the other charges were like he already had certain felonies on his record Mm -hmm. he has to say that he's not 
going to contest that because if he he has the opportunity to say no that wasn't me and then a jury has to come back and be like no that is you mm-hmm. um he decided no i'm not contesting those um but there was one thing that the state didn't do and i i'd have to go back and read it and if anyone wants to read the whole transcript i have the article linked and it'll be posted when we post the um episode, episode. but he tried to come back and say well we're gonna like appeal all this because you guys didn't do this one thing but it, they flat out said like you oh, said oh. yeah that's you you didn't argue it yeah you said those felonies were yours and you're yes. not contesting it and you had the opportunity to do so yeah so as far as like at the end of it it said that it was i'm gonna pull this up so i can get the wording exact these neighborhood kids, they just be barking, riling this old granny lady inside. Annie. Well, the deer have been walking through the neighborhood, too. It's, oh, it's yeah. fall, fall, y'all. It's fall, So, y'all. yeah, it's either the deer or the coyotes that are freaking the dogs out, which is tripping old lady Annie out. Gotcha. Old gotcha. grandma dog. Old grandma dog. So, he said that he was, they were, they were prejudiced against him for prior convictions. So, oh, yeah. It said, but the question before us is not whether Miller suffered no prejudice because evidence existed to establish the prior convictions, but whether he knowingly and voluntarily admitted to the prior convictions. But he uh, he flat out said, I'm not, he said that he's not, he's not going to take it to jury. Mm-hmm. I'm not contesting my past right. fel- felonies. Right. But then at the end of it, it says the proper remedy in this case is to vacate Miller's sentence and remand for further proceedings consistent with this decision. Judgment affirmed, sentence vacated, and remanded for further proceedings and resentencing. I couldn't find anything else, so I'm assuming they just haven't done any more with it yet. Mm-hmm. But he's still in prison. Yeah. Um, well, at least he's there. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. The ju- the ju- I know we've talked about this before, but the judicial system is... Is a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of specific specificities. It's a it's a lot of oh well, you said this, you didn't say this, mm-hmm. so therefore I have a case to reboot reboot this. Yep. You know, which is crazy, but also that's how you that's also how you weasel in and get the bad guys. And that's I, how ba- that's how bad guys get away. But that's also how they get the bad guys <laughs> with those with those little tiny details. So I don't know. I'm frustrated that that's even like. I mean, I'm glad that he's obviously in prison or in jail or whatever. However, it's it just it's it just kind of like still a little sickening that they're still arguing this matter. Yeah. yeah. So I'll correct myself. the The thing about the um, stolen vehicle was actually that case was based off of Schminky and Morris. <laughs> and Harrington had to do Shmanky with in the brain, 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 brain. <laughs> and Harrington had to do with the um, what was the word I was saying? Yes. Habitual offender. Yes. That was the Harrington okay. thing. Yes. So, if you want to read all through that, it's if you she can understand it. it, it'll take. I mean, it took me a second. I'm like reading it and like, okay. Reword this for me. Yeah, yeah dumb it down for me. <laughs> Speak legalese to me. Note this. What does this mean? <laughs> and that was filed in 2018. So okay, so he's been in there. Yeah, he's yeah. been in there for going on five. No, he's been in there for. This happened five years ago. I think he's been in jail since then. since 2016. Okay, good, good. 15. He got arrested, and I think they so kept him eight so. years, almost nine years next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, if he's going to do that 40-year sentence, he's got about 
30 left. Boom, there we go. Boom goes the dynamite. All right, well, that was very interesting. A very, and he never, did he never, like, besides just him getting in this heated argument over over this stupid thing, like, which is like, that was it. It's just a heat of the moment, or at least that's what the lawyers were, were going on. I off thought that of. was tire squealing. No, that's the coyotes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Closed, we're fine. Yeah. Well, it's okay, we're in a cage, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Screened in patio, cage, same thing. I'm in a protective cage. They're supposed to be afraid of us. Yes. Well, <laughs> anyway, yeah. if you guys uh, have any questions or concerns, suggestions, cheese break ideas, ideas how to tackle an old lady dog, yeah, you can email us at gouda.murder at gmail.com. Perfect. You can follow us on Facebook and YouTube. Yeah. At We're new. Gouda Murder Podcast Official. It's the same thing. Same for both things. Oh, that's easy enough. Yep. On the YouTube. Yep. The boob tube. See, look at us. Look at us. Look at us remembering things. And as uh, we also have Spotify and Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcast. We're, we're on everything. Uh, Where you can find a podcast. Yeah. You can find us. Yes. Any free podcast and or paid podcast platform. I don't want to say all of them, but majority popular, popular opinion ones. Uh, you can find us. Make sure to check us out. Give us a like. Again, tell us if you like us. Tell us if you hate us. Tell us about some cheese you would love to learn and or as Casey would love to hear over our podcasting webs. Anyway, stay fresh. Cheese bags.